0: Hello, friends. Welcome to Mavs Party. We just beat the Golden State Warrior for the second time in five days. I hope everyone is doing well, as you all may or may not. Remember, if you want to hop up on stage here, hit that request button. Once I bring you up and call your name, hit the unmute button. Uh, also, be sure that you can, uh, you're actually being heard by looking at your name and making sure there's a dark green circle coming uh, around your name. I hope everyone is having a good time tonight because Lord knows... I am. All right, coming up first, I'm going to bring up Trey. Welcome, Trey. How are you? Hit that unmute button if you pull yourself. How we doing, oh, Kirk? Pretty good. Three wins and three nights. Just a, it's been a nice one. Uh,
1: it's been great. I'm just thinking back to Armand on, uh, what was it, Tuesday or Wednesday night, last time we played the Lakers, thinking we weren't going to take that home. So. Good to see we uh got it done right
0: I mean part of it's my own expectation setting because I'm just a bit of a shit when i'm uh I'm a grumpy <laughs> fan um but that was like that was a lot more i mean that was a convincing win like <laughs> you know we stole that one on Sunday this one was a, a bit of a whooping
1: well I think when you start to steal enough wins at some point you just become a team that's scrappy and able to win. Mm-mm.
0: Mmm, you know, it's funny you say that because I, I had somehow had triple duty tonight with recap post-game podcast with Josh and now this. And I actually wrote that that at a certain point it stops becoming luck and it starts becoming this team is just good.
1: Yeah, I think I think the three-headed monster that is uh Dinwiddie, Brunson, and Lucas is, is becoming more and more hard to handle for opposing defenses.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean it was really fun to to watch just I I mean eventually I think teams are going to sort of scout Dinwiddie a little bit better I I think everyone's still surprised that he's actually playing well but for now it's just we're kind of getting away with with Brunson not needing to carry a huge load and that uh, you know I, I trust this coaching staff to figure out how to use him differently and in different situations and you know this this offense has just been really cooking lately. I'm, I'm curious to see how with 20 something games remaining if they can actually bring their like offensive rating up enough, it's kind of hard to do when you' already got like 60 games to sample, but these last several games they just really look
1: So Kirk, I posed the question. Uh, at what point does Dinwiddie run Brunson out of his 20 million dollar contract?
0: See I don't think he will. I really don't think he will. Um, the Mavericks have nothing to lose by signing Brunson to a huge deal. Like, If anything, it, you, you sign him to a big deal, and if he plays well enough, somebody's going to want him. Um, it, it, he's just – you don't let an asset go for free is the thing. And if the Mavericks play well enough this year, let's say they make it to the second round and make a little bit of noise, the question then becomes to, to Brunson how much more is – you know, what do you want? Do you want to go play on a very bad Detroit team? Is that something that interests him? I'm not sure. Uh, I, I, he's found he's got a really nice niche here. And, you know, we've, we've seen this the past two seasons, really. Sometimes Brunson just doesn't you know, have amazing stretches of games, and that's okay. Sometimes right. I think the Mavericks rely, rely on him a little bit too much. It's, and, and, you know, the fact that he's, you know, Dinwiddie's not always going to be amazing. So it, it's, there's, there's going to be opportunities for everybody to score. No, that's a great
1: point. Um, my only other point I wanted to make was it uh, are we starting to see the uh the downside of Bertans? <laughs> are we seeing what what the Wizards fans were upset about?
0: Oh absolutely, but the deal with Bertans is is you play him for 10 minutes and if he's hits his shots you play you play him more. If he doesn't, you pull him. He played 11 minutes tonight, missed both his shots and got one hilarious rebound where he looked like Sean Bradley from back in the day, but as long as he's not killing you, you know, you can't have him out there for 15 to 18 minutes and having him go over six like that's not those are wasted possessions. But you give it a try. If, if it works, it it's great like, for, for at a certain point. It's got to become a bonus. You know, like the teams have been he's been kind of taking some bullshit shots, in my opinion, where he's a little too covered lately. But that's OK. You
1: know, what happens. Well, and honestly, he's the one guy that takes the uh, pressure off Luca when he's talking shit to the refs constantly. Seems like right. he's upset about just about every play, which I kind of appreciate for a guy that's only out there for fourth the game. So. I
0: mean, he's just a—he's such a confidence man. It's wild watching that, like, because he really does that. I uh, somebody shared with me—I would forgotten—I I'd posted this like 2019. I found a clip of him talking shit to one of the Morris twins and like basically calling him a bitch or something. And it just warmed my cold, dead heart because it's like the dude has fight and I, I love the fight.
1: Yeah, no. And I firmly believe if I had his confidence on the floor, I'd average 40 a game. <laughs> I <digress. laughs> Well, thank you, Trey. You got anything
0: else? No, that's it. Thank you, man. Hope you come back. All right. Uh, woo. Got a big room. Um, I'm going to go through some folks I've not seen as much lately, so, um, let's go with my buddy EJ up in Minnesota. How we doing, friend? What up, Kirk? Uh, you know, not too much. You're, you're up late. What's going on?
2: Yeah, speak for yourself. Man, it's, uh, that was a great game. I'm glad we didn't collapse. Uh, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't as big of a lead as we had with, uh, with the Lakers, but close, but. We still we stuck around. I'm just so happy to see like when that third quarter rolls around and you know the other team starts hitting their shots. Classic Mavs fan comes out and you're just crawling
0: up into a ball and (laughs) seeing if. But there's something there's something emotionally different about. Like, and much more frustrating about the Lakers coming back because they suck versus Clay Thompson reigning Hellfire. Like, that felt like that was going to come. It was a matter of when. You know what I mean? Yeah.
2: Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I'm i glad that I, the team just has crazy character and they're sticking together. You can tell that they're having fun. Luca has, uh, I was, my wife even commented like Luca looks like he's actually resting on the bench as opposed to just like itching to go out there when he's taken out. Yeah. I love it. It's fun. Yeah, man. So uh, for all those KP stands out there, like is he, how's he doing? How? How?
0: Man, I'm pretty sure I don't want to, I don't want to like, well, since this won't go up till tomorrow, I can go ahead and steal this. Josh is basically writing right now about how, much, it's a different kind of stress watching Mavs games now in the sense of there's no longer a stress about how everyone is feeling, and it's simply a stress of are the Mavs going to win? Right. Uh, it, 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 it's incredible not having to worry about that. And I, I wish him well. I kind of don't think he's going to play the rest of the year because he's just injured, but
3: man, no it's, it's,
0: it's just nice to not have to think about it anymore.
2: He doesn't have a running mate, so there's no point. you yep. got to put him down but yeah it's it's great to just see the guys just having fun and you know like I know timmy is gonna it's gonna be tough to fit Timmy in once he comes back, but I'm glad to see him like at least encouraging Dinwiddie to be aggressive
0: i i something tells me Dinwiddie doesn't need any encouragement. did you watch his post- <laughs> did you watch his post game interview yeah, I did. I, I can see up. how he would piss people off in the wizard's locker room is what I'll say.
2: Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's
0: fun though. I'm a big fan. It, it's a, it's fun. Yeah. Thanks for having me up. Sure thing. Talk soon. Uh, who we got next. Ah, Golden state warrior and, and light years uh, podcast host Sam Svendiari. How we?
4: You know, I'm I'm doing well. I uh, I just finished recording my own post game show, and I figured I'd uh, I'd show some face here. You know, I'm not gonna be a sore loser. It's well, not I. your fault. <laughs> it's Steve no, Kerr's fault. No, no, we we've pivoted we've pivoted to pro Kerr propaganda. <laughs> we're we're always we're always staying ahead of the curve. Of light years. Everyone's everyone's going to curve you know, the, the Kerr, uh, criticisms on that timeline. I'm like, that's so 2021.
0: Stop. I love it. I love it. So what'd you think of the game?
4: Um, so my, my number one Warriors take is I never want to hear commentary about like how Draymond Green doesn't do X or Y, because we've gotten a nice crash course in exactly how valuable he is by him not being there. Uh, but with that said, and, and that goes without saying we can they, you know how that looks when he matches up there. I like Jalen Brunson and Spencer Dinwiddie next to Luka because while well, the Warriors probably didn't trap Luka as much as I would have liked, particularly when he was like sautéing them in the middle of the third quarter, um, when they did trap him, it was just an easy bucket every time because you had an actual secondary ball handler next to him who either got their own shot or created one for someone else. And I'm looking at the Warriors in the fourth quarter and you guys aggressively trap Steph Curry as you should. And literally no one on the Warriors team is able to dribble the ball. So it was just like kind of, it was a nice dichotomy for me between the two teams where I'm watching, you know, they're both phenomenally dangerous offensive weapons. On one side, you know, when Luca gets trapped, you pass the ball and you have someone who can do something with it. On the other hand, when Steph gets trapped, it's you know, huck it or uh, you know, let's see, let's 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 the adventures
0: of Andrew Wiggins dribbling, you know. Right? I mean, your people must be held responsible for the war crimes of getting Andrew Wiggins <laughs> as a starting All Star player. He is awful. How do you? Um,
4: I don't disagree <laughs> with you. Um, I think he's actually. A relatively reasonable um, role
0: player, but he's not paid like yeah, He dribbles one so, and he his some of the decision making is like, why did you no, do that?
4: He made the all-star game because when Draymond was there, he was just a catch and shoot specialist. And I will say this if he has his feet set, he makes it. He's uh he's a good shooter. Yes, he's a good one on one defender if he knows who he's, you know. He, he's a, ironically, he's like a very high end three and D play. Um, and there's value in that, and, you know, maybe not starting in the all-star game value, but there is value in that. And um, it's funny to watch him, you know, without Draymond kind of directing him where to go, uh, having to do more. And it's just kind of like, a, you know, it's kind of like a fancy
0: version of what he was doing in Minnesota,
4: but more or for like sure. the
5: same.
0: Well, uh, I'm glad I don't want to see the Golden State Warriors uh, again because there's <laughs> like an existential dread that comes with playing Steph Curry and the Mavericks somehow escaped it because the Mavericks won three, three of the matchups this year, which is wild to me. That's I not a say, thing I would have predicted.
4: I will say this. Uh, Steph took five threes tonight. I think not enough. Is the, well, no, it's, the old, it's the first time this year I've seen a team just not keep him from shooting the ball. Like, there, there's no other around it. Like, give give. Da- I'm giving Dallas credit for that. He didn't get shots up. Usually, he's good to get 10 up. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't need to look at his game logs. I know he hasn't taken only five in a single game this year. So, hat tip to Jason Kidd and his staff and the Mavericks players. They did their job.
0: Thanks, buddy. Guys, if you don't uh, follow Sam Spindy, I recommend doing so on Twitter. I recommend uh, checking out there show um the light years podcast if you want to check out a crazy ass green room go see like anytime you think we're nuts in here they get like five or six hundred people after every game and folks from all over the world call in just like here it's really funny. Have a great time with it. Um all right. Chris, what do you got for us friend?
6: Hey Chris, how you doing? Well since the maps are doing so good we need to build up our money moneyball group and there's gonna be a bunch of glory hunters come in, you know soon since Mavs are on a pretty good roll. I mean, this is just impressive. I mean, you think they would be out of the All-Star break, three and one? <laughs> beating was the Warriors it. twice?
0: <laughs> I mean, I just, I basically predicted like one and three. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought the Warriors were coming in. I don't know, because I've just been positive on my Mavs,
6: but I thought they would come in and give us more of a, I mean, they kind of came back a little bit in the fourth quarter, but. That was just impressive. And I gotta give Dwight Powell some credit because at the beginning of the year we're all shitting on him. But I don't know. He's he's just getting those alley oop dunks and he's just he's just making good plays. I mean, he's looking like Rocky Balboa out there getting hit in the face all the time, but I mean that big old knot on his forehead, that's crazy. Man,
0: he he just like he has turned getting hit in the face into a full time job. And that that thing looked like it hurt. I, I don't even know how he didn't have a concussion or something with that kind of bump, but I'm I'm, I'm hoping he's okay because with Maxie Cleva dealing with his kind of issues and Marquise Chris uh, seemingly getting a contract and immediately <laughs> just going into DNPs because his knee is hurting as well. Oh, yeah, I going to ask about, about him, about maybe Chris and,
6: and Bobon. Do you think that basically Kid is holding them out for the rest of the year to see if we do play Utah in the first round that we would need – you know, bigger size, uh, garden go bear.
0: Oh no. I think if, if, I think if they play Utah, they go super small and just gamble like crazy. Oh, I just don't oh. want to play
6: Utah. I don't want to play Utah. They're annoying to play against If Mitchell goes off on three Clarkson and Conley. And they just, uh, but uh, Memphis is only two and a half games above Utah right now. So our best yep. case scenario, keep winning, keep winning. Maybe, I mean, hope, wishful thinking, but the Grizzlies might slide uh, if, if the Jazz keep winning. Maybe the Grizzlies might—they've lost tonight. Uh, the yep. Grizzlies go down, and hell, what if we get the fourth spot? They get the fifth spot. That'd be the best case scenario facing the Grizzlies
0: with us having home court advantage. So. I, I appreciate your uh, your confidence in this. I mean, that's what's if you actually look in the standings at the beginning of the year, it's like, oh, the East is finally caught up, yada yada. You go look at the standings right now; all the good teams are in the West. I mean, yeah, every we're winning. The Warriors are, I'm sorry, the the Grizzlies are winning. The Nuggets are winning. It's just like wins went like it's it's been it's pretty incredible over the last ten plus you, games.
6: Or you so. wouldn't believe me. I'm obsessively look at the standings. Like even after the first game of the season, I look at the standings. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's really like, no, we can only be down there, but. It's, it's just very impressive that in the last 10 clutch games, we're 8-2. and two. Which is That's wild. Like perfect sign for us. I mean, we've got 19 games left in the season. This is what we need going into the playoffs. And and Dinwiddie has just impressed the hell out of me. And I'm not worried about Bertans. He's going to get his looks at some point, especially during the playoffs. He He's going to find his stroke. But at least he spreads the floor. Mm. Uh, man, I'm just I'm just happy. And I'm going to the game this Saturday like I was – Say the other night. I'm looking forward to that. I know we're just playing the Kings, but it's a it's an early game. I've gotta go.
0: No, Staying Kings up. are fun. Kings are fun. Like they play hard, so it should be it should be a good one. Yeah, all right forward. Chris. Thanks so much. Hope to talk to you after that game. Yes, sir. Thank you. All right. Going on next, Tyler. What's hey, what's happening? Uh, just living the dream here. I somehow for some reason signed up for a seven AM workout class in the morning. Um, mistakes were made. Ew. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that doesn't sound very fun.
7: Well, I think
8: uh, full stop. We're missing the biggest news of the day Let's right hear. now. Sottenham Singh is a professional. Wow! Again. Seriously? The the AEW. He's oh. a wrestler now.
0: Cheap clicks. Here I come. Thanks, buddy.
8: Yep, he's he's a pro again.
0: That's but, amazing.
8: Uh, yeah, I'm I'm surprised. Uh, I saw uh, Tim McMahon retweeted it. And I was like, oh my god, no way.
0: That's incredible. But, I um, saw him in person okay. once. He is every big as as big a human as he's listed. Like, sometimes that stuff gets blown out of proportion. He, he is he, so big.
8: If he learns how – he might kill somebody big in wrestling. Fan. Like, full stop. Let's watch it. Let's do it. I'm <laughs> here <Fear> for it. <laughs> um, About the game, like, the Warriors not getting Steph Curry a single shot in the fourth quarter – blasphemous by their offense like I know we were trapping them but the way Kerr didn't draw anything up is just kind of shocking to me
0: I mean it was interesting watching Curry kind of nonchalantly like like sashay off ball like there wasn't a lot of his normal you know running around like a little-
8: yeah he was just standing still it was kind of weird it like they it, it took him out of the game pretty much it was It was fascinating to see. I I wasn't expecting it. Reggie
0: Bullock, like, Reggie was only, Reggie was a, like, hilarious four of 12 from three, and I think Josh pointed this out in our postgame Padres. Like, maybe Reggie was just tired from, like, chasing Steph Curry around because he really did play him.
8: Oh, yeah, 100%. And, uh, you know, Luca dropping a dang near 40-point triple-double, and somehow that's, like, towards the bottom of the list of what this game brought to us. It's crazy, crazy.
0: We, you are the first person to have mentioned it we've made it 20 minutes into a podcast and, and and haven't done that yet so you're that that's how interesting this game
8: yeah it was it was an extremely fun watch and i'm really hoping that the offense is starting to actually turn that corner it, i i'm just a fan of offense so whenever a Luka team is struggling to score the ball like we were in stre- first stretches this year it was rather infuriating but i hope mm. that this is a sign of what's to come
0: Loving it. Thanks, Tyler. Talk soon. All right. Thank you. Yep. All right. Let's go with Christian. What do you got?
9: Hey, I think you kind of touched on uh, what, what I wanted to say was just, I saw a lot of people, a lot of Warriors fans, you know, Steph, uh, Steph didn't get a shot up. It was this, it was that. And it, Reggie was amazing tonight. And he's been fantastic for most of the season. But defensively, he was playing Steph one-on-one so well. And so Steph kept calling for the screen, which we'd double uh, as he tried to uh, get away from the screen. He would have to make a difficult pass. Um, So good game plan. But I think Reggie has just been so important, especially this back half of the season so far, that of course, his threes um, didn't have a good game, but compared to the beginning of the season, you know, I'll take that thirty-three percent versus what it was early. But um, confident in his shot, and the defense has really been winning us these games. Um, like, what do you what do you think our defense would look like if we didn't have?
0: It'd be significantly worse because I think, you know, is, is it's often said that Dorian gets the hardest guard every night. And I don't necessarily think that's true. I think that it frees Dorian up to be more of a chaotic off-ball guy. Uh, and Reggie is our best point of attack defender, hands down. Um, so we've seen what happens, you know. I'm just—I'm gonna have nightmares of, of the various things small guards do to Dorian Finney-Smith whenever he's the point of attack defender. But it's—it's it's just been really fun. And and you know the guy who really doesn't get enough credit is like the the Dwight Powell of it all because he's like his frenetic like craziness around the perimeter has been put to good use. Um, it's just like uh, all the pieces fit I- at the moment on defense, and that's just.
9: Yeah, 100%. And to your point about Dorian, Dorian is a really good defender against more slow-footed wings. He, he played Tatum well and those things. And I think, um, you know, hopefully this is kind of how things stick moving forward is, you know, when we have these quick-footed guards and people at the point of attack, I think Reggie is that guy. Uh, Dorian could kind of roam a little bit or play the best wing. And I think that's going to be continuing the path to success. And I, I appreciate you pointing out Dwight Powell because he really has. He's just, you know, quick, energetic. He's really seems to have his burst back uh, in a way that, you know, last year at times it flashed but not as consistent. So um, I think that was important. Um, and with Dwight Powell, I, I mean, I swear to God, if the NBA players voted – uh, on those surveys, he has to have been voted the most punchable face. because <laughs> Jesus. That guy, I mean, that not, that was like a hematoma. Yeah. Like that was, that was bad. I was kind and of concerned. Like,
0: oh. Yeah. Yeah. My like, my wife like asked if I was going to have to get drained or something. And I was like, I don't know. That looked like.
9: Yeah. It, it looked awful. And the officiating again. Um, I I don't think it sounds as complainy when when you win, uh, but the officiating uh, the the ball clearly hit the rim, like I don't know what we were doing there, and it was a six or it actually it was a nine point swing, um, and you know Dwight getting elbowed in the face, and you know just uh, Steph Curry yeah. dribbling off his foot and the over and back not being called, like there was just a lot of especially later on just ridiculous officiating. I'm glad this team, um, stuck together. And I, I think, you know, everyone's already kind of highlighted him, but the way Spencer Dinwiddie really composes this team, um, when we're going through an adverse time is, is really, uh, nice to see. And, you know, who would have thought of, you know, adding another creator, what it could, uh, what it could do. (laughs) So, um, just excited, and um, you know, I'll, I'll let others get to talk. Don't want to hog up too much time. But you have you too.
0: Thanks for coming up. All right, let's go to Matt. Welcome back, Matt. What's going on tonight?
10: Hey, Kirk, how's it going? All right. Well, good to hear. Um, optimistic. Matt is coming out, and I was thinking when I was watching the game, if Draymond comes back and his back is not a hundred percent. Are the Mavs the second-best team in the Spicy. world?
0: Spicy. Love it. Don't know. Don't think so. Like the idea. Um, uh, I mean, we've talked about this all year in here. You know, even when we were down bad in the first 20 games, the, the main thing to think about is like, well, there's, you know, really nowhere to go but up. And I think with the trade, you know, allowing some new blood and some real clarification of what's important to the Mavericks – um they have a there's still a lot of growth for them to go through even if i don't know in the back of my head i still can't shake the fact that i i wonder if the team is worse but that's just because i'm a grouch but right now it's it's just it's it's so much fun to watch and they're certainly playing you know over the past 30 something games they're like the second best defense and that's a huge sample size yeah i mean it's it's real this is all real.
10: Yeah, the sample size at this point is pretty significant. And I just look around. I don't think Memphis is ready. I um, Utah has their problems with the playoffs. Um, the Warriors without Dray- – if Draymond's not healthy, the Warriors aren't the same. And I just – I I think there's a case we made that we could be the second best team in the West if Draymond's not right when he comes back.
0: I mean, I think there's – I think there's certainly something to it. Um the the who was it? So it's like I, I sort of really want to play Memphis um, because M- Dallas gives Memphis the business. Uh, I, it's also really something in the sense of uh, their best guy who loves who loves to guard um, who loves to guard uh, Luca in, in Dylan Brooks. Yeah. Luca just destroys him in uh, in 156 matchups over the last four seasons Luca has a 55 percent effective field goal percentage which and he scores 38 points per 36 minutes of matchups with Dylan so it's like I want to play them so Luca can just eat Stephen Adams Dylan and everybody else alive but I just I don't think it's actually gonna happen
10: no I don't either I think actually Memphis and the Warriors might switch Memphis's schedule I think they have like one of the easiest schedules down the stretch and yeah, the they playing well and the Warriors yeah. are not and the Warriors have a, have a rather tough one especially March when I was looking at it the other day so I think those teams might flop so it's very important that we do not let Denver catch us because um, playing the Warriors in round one would be a, um, a recipe for failure um, yeah, I don't want to play I
0: don't want to play Steph Curry over seven games thank you but no
10: no yeah and Let's say that for the second round if we can. Right. Um, and if Draymond's not right, we have a, you know, we, we've we obviously played, with, we match up the games this year, we've played with them well. So, I mean, we definitely could make it a series, but obviously they're going to be the more experienced team with a lot of um, more talent generally across the board. So, but it'd be a fight. Um, and then let me take it, I'm going to take it one step further. Um, let's say that Chris Paul <laughs> doesn't come back for the playoffs. Is there a case, is there some scenario where the Mavs reach the finals because of just injury luck and players getting hot? Is, do you think re- there's a
0: case? Finals? I say no Western conference finals. I say yes. Um, I think like Luca's usage rate is all already at a career high. Like we keep talking about, Oh, they're playing Jason kids off and they're playing Luka ball. They're doing some different things, but they're playing Luka ball. Um, and in the playoffs, that will go up. And I don't know if Luka's in the in the, the physical shape. And I don't mean like – I mean like the kind of stuff where we saw James Harden evolve in the playoffs over the years. I know he's in better shape now, but it's, it's the sort of thing where he can play like 42 minutes and look like a tank. I'm not sure he can do that for 16 – you know, for the necessary 16 victories or whatever you'd need to – I guess you'd have to win four in the first, four in the sixth, so like 12 victories. To, that, that's a lot. It's a lot to ask Luca. But he's doing it right now, so maybe. I don't know. I mean, it, right now I'm in the sort of headspace, and I always am after wins where, you know, believe it, and we'll see. I, I, I think the Mavericks could actually do it, but it's, it's going to take the right set of circumstances.
10: For sure. And I think um, this would be the year, I guess, to kind of like, Get there before we deserve to be there, just with the circumstances, how the West is shaped up, um, and there, there definitely could be an opportunity if some injuries, especially if like Chris Paul and Draymond aren't right, um, and then some shooters get hot. But I, yeah, Luca's usage has got to be like 40% over February. He's just mm-hmm. super ball dominant, and I, over a playoffs of scheming, it might be, you know, that's tough to to replicate and hold up. But okay, right, you know, who knows? We're talking about a top five player in the NBA. Um, and arguably, a, well, I guess a top four um, outside of Giannis, Embiid, and Jokic over the past, since the turn of the calendar. So, so I don't know. We'll just have to see what, what Luka can because this man is going to be a uh, a top 100 NBA player of all time in 25 years when they roll those out. So
0: That's true. Well, thanks, Matt. I hope you come back. Yep. Thanks, Kirk. All right. Man, we got a lot of people in here tonight. Y'all get excited after these things. Sean, what's up, my friend? What time is it where you are? There we go. What's up? A little bit of audio feedback for some... Hello. There we go. Nope. It's not picking me up. It's okay. Try to come back here in a bit. Uh, so giving me, it was giving me that the internet wasn't connecting for him. Grayson, wonderful avatar. What's going on?
11: Hey, thank you, Kirk. I just have a little story real quick because my roommates have – they spent some time at the bar tonight. They're being loud. Um, but, okay, I had my friend overnight. He's a Warriors fan. I go to UT, right, so I meet a lot of different people. From all over. <laughs> this guy's a big Warriors fan. And I uh, invite him over, one of my good friends, and halfway to the second quarter, Dinwiddie – I think had hit a, a couple of shots in a row. he goes, Man, Dinwiddie's been playing really well. You know, my dad my dad met him one time at a conference he went to. I was like, Oh really? He was like, Yeah, yeah. And I was like, Okay, so your dad must work in crypto then, right? As a joke. And uh this guy said, Yeah, actually. My dad is big into crypto. He met Dinwiddie at this crypto conference and he showed me this picture of this jersey with the word crypto on the front and Dinwiddie twenty six on the back. And uh I could not stop laughing for like a solid 15 minutes. And I know like it's a super, super niche meme, but it was like one of the funniest encounters of my entire life.
0: So there you go. No, I Um, love it because it's, Dinwiddie is going to be a great and maddening interview during his time with the Mavericks. I I just, he, uh, I can see why he irritated his teammates. At times, is what I'll say. But for right now, we're on an upswing, so I don't really care. I'm, I'm all for uh, for confident Dinwiddie.
11: Well, I mean, he's been playing well. Everyone else has talked about it already, so I don't really think I have too much to add. But obviously, I like what I've seen, and um, I think the, the 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 Mark Cuban connection is definitely there for him. So good for Spencer. You know, I'm happy. Yep. Yep.
0: I'll, all right, Grayson. Talk uh, soon.
11: Yeah, I'll let someone else talk. That's all I have. Thanks. For sure him. thing.
0: All right, let's try Sam. What are
5: you... What's going on, Kirk? How oh, you okay. doing? That's great. Uh, so, yeah, my point is I got to apologize to Jason Kidd. Um, you know, I've been doing a lot of apologizing over the last couple of months, but um, he's, he's really doing it. The thing I like is after that first game against Utah, where I felt like it kind of jacked up the rotation because – but times and Dinwiddie were really, you know, cooking, but he kind of he didn't keep him in the game ever since that point. Whenever somebody's hot, they stay in the game. Like against the um Warriors, it was Denwitty. Against the Lakers, Dinwiddie was good, but he wasn't, I guess you could say, great. But Jalen Brunson was doing really good. So he kept him in the game at the end. Uh Dinwiddie didn't really play the last like half of the fourth quarter. And then this game, Jalen Brunson just didn't have it in the fourth, so Dinwiddie was in the game. And I feel like just with that alone, that's just growth. You know, you just realize, hey, okay, this guy doesn't have it. I'm going to take him out and try to find somebody that does. And, you know, keep riding until he can't ride it no more. So I just think with that alone, that's just helping the whole team again. They're just getting confidence. So, you know, hey, if I'm hot, I can help this team win. We know Luca's going to be Luka. But, you know, Reggie, besides the third quarter, where he was jacking up, I felt like 100 threes. (laughs) Besides that, um Everybody did their part, and that's what you're going to need in the playoffs because the last couple of years, especially last year, it was Willie Luka and then maybe a game here with Tim Hardaway or a game here with Dorian Finney-Smith. But you're going to need everybody to step up because we're a great team, but I still don't think we're as good as Utah, personally. But you got that one guy. He makes a big difference. So if we can just keep it up, you know, who knows what could happen. I don't know about the final either, but I definitely think Best, best case scenario, we can get to the West of Conference Finals.
0: I mean, just having that kind of hope compared to where they were earlier in the year is a really nice feeling because, you know, my my buddy Josh and keeps getting rightfully blown up for this. But he was talking about how, um, you know, as recently as mid-December, he was like, well, should the Mavs blow this up? <laughs> and then now they're here. So it's just nice to have that kind of confidence and wonder what.
5: Yeah. I mean, personally, like, I know they're playing great. It's still, like, the most – I don't know how it's happening because this is literally the same team, you know, besides Porzingis and Dinwiddie and Breton, but it's literally the same team for the most part. So, I don't know how it's the to defensively. All of a sudden, is top ten in defense, top five almost. So, I don't know how long that's going to last. I mean, who knows? Maybe it's just they found something now and it's working and it's going to keep working for forever but <laughs> you know, I, I, I would like to think that in the offseason and then I don't know if you uh, read that piece that um I think it was Isaac Harris that he posted about Jared Dudley
0: I did that was a good piece uh, yeah the the, the the sort of that's the what I meant when I've been kind of rambling about the the coaching staff seem to seeming to be very it's just having a big part in what the team is doing and, and Dudley in particular you know his role um Seems to be very proactive, and it's and it's resonating
5: exactly. And then just the other quote that he had about Nico and Kid being a power play type of move, and I mean, you can see it because people are gonna see like, okay, if Den Woody who was having a you know off year just because he came back from an ACL injury, but he wasn't like horrible, but he wasn't great in Washington. Now he's in Dallas next to Luka, and he's pretty much been killing it. You know, if he can do that, you know, what can other players do? That that has to play some part into it, I think. So. You know, who knows what could happen at that point, but I'm allowed to hope. So I'm gonna That's right. That's
0: exactly right. You're allowed
5: to hope. It's a good way to phrase it. Well, thanks, Sam. Hey, have a good one.
0: Mm-hmm. Talk soon. Let's go with John. Hey, John. How you doing? Welcome back. Hey. Hey, Kirk. can. I you can. Hear you? what's going on tonight?
12: Yeah. Hey, man. This is the first time I'm actually getting a talk on here. So I'm excited I got through. Actually, being up this late is kind of a new thing
0: <laughs> I don't know how I do it. I'm gonna die at like 40. Keep in mind I'm. 30. Um,
12: hey, I can imagine. I'm actually driving home from the game right now. I kind of waited traffic out a little bit, but uh, yeah. I mean, I I just it's I want to say how refreshing it is first and foremost that we can have another player in the fourth quarter step up and actually hit clutch shots. And I feel like you know a lot of the times we've kind of been dependent on Brunson's up and downs to you know kind of rely on that clutch scoring, but I feel like Dinwiddie's bringing, I mean, he's not technically a veteran, but I mean, he is a veteran kind of presence to our bench. And, um, you know, just being there in the arena and being able to see that tonight, like I've, I've been to a lot of games this year, especially, you know, ones that have been close losses to, And it's just been, you know, Luca carrying the team for most of the time, but just to have, just to have that, you know, confidence in another player that they can actually step up and, you know, hit tough shots and carry the game into, uh, you know, where it needs to go in the fourth is, is, is just refreshing. Um, yeah,
3: I mean, I'm, I'm really
12: excited about this team, especially the stretch we've been on, but I'm, I'm concerned like a little bit just about our interior defense. And I'm sure everyone else is too, but, um, I'm curious, like, I, I, mean, I think, I think we can make a good playoff run, a decent playoff run with the construction of the team right now, but I just think, you know, looking into the off season too, and even looking at the free agent centers and things that are out there in that sense, um, Like, I just – I'm kind of baffled outside of a trade of how we could even improve our defense from that side of things. But, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'd be interested to hear your take on things.
0: I think there's a lot they can do because you've got – you know, not to look too far ahead, but you have Dwight Powell on an expiring contract. You have Maxi Cleva on an expiring contract, I'm pretty sure. Uh, You have Brunson who – I know a lot of people are kind of worried about him walking, and I get that, but I think there's an element of Brunson where it becomes, you know, if he wants a different role, say he's, like, not happy with the fact that he's a third guard on this team, or, you know, I don't know. They could always move him and, you know, come up with a sign-and-trade that works with both teams. There is, you know, Josh Green. I'm going to say something that will drive people a little bit crazy here, but – Josh Green becomes a player that is expendable in a positive way in the sense of if if he is actually looking like he can play a little bit of basketball, then the Mavericks might be able to do something. So that's the that's kind of where I am with the with with the offseason. But there's still a long way to go. Um, As I told Josh uh, earlier tonight in our show, um, shout out to Spencer Dinwiddie already becoming like untradeable. Uh, which is which is funny to me. Look,
12: look, man, I agree with you. I hear you talking about Jalen Brunson in size all the time, and I'm right there with you. I feel like you know, it's just only a matter of time before we get to the playoffs and we're having this conversation again. And yeah. granted, I know the Spencer Dinwiddie sample size is really small, but it looks great. Um, so, I'm, I mean, I'm excited to see what he can do in the playoffs. I'm a little... I mean, I'm a little short, just like you are on Brunson's stock. So, I, I don't know. We'll see, but I'd be interested to see what additions we can make in the offseason just to bolster defense.
0: Yeah, it's funny. We started off the year with like 19 centers, and now the Mavericks have two. I don't really understand how that works, but here we are. Well, thanks, John, for joining. Do you got anything
3: else?
12: No, say it was, I'll say this. It was really awesome. I've been to like, like three or four games in the past that were just like Huge fan contingencies, like the Suns game, and it was just obnoxious every time that <laughs> you know we lost. It was like with the Suns game I was at, it felt like you know Adam Silver rolled the Larry O'Brien Trophy out after the game because everyone was celebrating so hard. So it was nice being there with a lot of Warriors fans and actually pulling out a win.
0: So I you know I hadn't considered that because like Steph Curry is for the children in a really in a in a weirdly powerful way that I don't think people who don't have kids understand like my son is five and recognizes Giannis, Luca, Dirk, Jordan, Steph Curry. That is the full list. And it's like the kids loves. And I think John Morant's going to be the next one. It's like kids love Curry. There's just super fans everywhere. Something about the guards. Oh yeah. Well, because he's our size. He's normal human size as opposed to like gigantor. So, all right. Well, thanks for joining John. Hope you come back. Yeah,
12: absolutely. Mm-hmm.
0: All right, let's go to Daniel. What's up, Daniel? Hey, Kirk. Welcome back. What do you got? Okay, so
13: um, I kind of missed the beginning of the show, so I'm I'm sure everybody went crazy over how Dinwiddie played the night. But um, tell me if I'm crazy for thinking this, but somebody mentioned this in the last pod, or the last screen room, about how Dinwiddie's like a baller, but he reminds me a lot of Nick Van Exel
0: from that o-, o-, o three team. Ooh, this is a fun one. Nick the Quick was one of my favorite all time Mavs. He was nuts in that O three playoffs. Se- uh, oh, uh, the
13: Sacramento series was insane. Like I think that inflated how I thought of him because I went and looked at his stats and he was averaging like fourteen a game for those. But that Sacramento series was like twenty five.
0: Remember <sighs> that, was that and- a gr- great time in my life. Yeah,
13: that was, like, the first, like, Mavs team I was, like, oh, I was, you know, a fan for life, but that's, like, the first team
0: where it was, like, wow, this is, like, this is basketball. <laughs> right, right. Oh, man, I like that take. I'm going to be thinking about that one for a while. I want to say Tim or somebody, uh, CBA Mavs brought it up to me, and I just didn't really, I, I heard it was, like, 7 o'clock in the morning. It's, like, my brain wasn't there. Yeah. yeah I like this one. What else you got for us? No, that's pretty much it. Just wanted to, it just
13: reminded me of like the Van Axel trade. Didn't Rafe LaFrance come in that too? You know, he could be kind of compared to Berton's a little bit. I don't know. It's very eerie how <laughs> I don't, much that trade is.
0: <laughs> Rafe went bad quick. So I don't, like, that makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> I don't know if I can do that.
13: So, no, all right. that's all Thanks I so I much, yeah. Daniel. So it'd be cool to look at some, like, film and see. Because I, I don't remember the exact type of player Van Axel was, but, you
0: know. jerky lefty stuff is. Yeah. is translates cuz already guarding lefties is weird mm-hmm. it's just it's it's not cuz i mean most people are right-handed so it just it throws you off and then the stop start stuff i mean Nick uh, Dinwiddie's lo- uh, taller with longer arms but that's that's a yeah. fun one i like that all right yeah that's all i have all right talk to you soon daniel yep you yep. have all right henry what's up
14: what's going on kirk um you brought up spencer's post game and honestly man like seeing the players mob him and, you know, show him love, like, juxtaposed against what we heard about him in the Wizards locker room. It it makes me feel even more better about this trade overall.
0: As it should, because team cohesion is is a big thing. And the fact that these guys seem to all really like each other is great. Absolutely. Yeah, Victor's right, though. He just points that out in the chat. Winning cures all things.
14: It, it does. It does. And now, real quickly, one last thing. Uh, we're still currently dead last in pace. And... Um, to me, I feel like that kind of um, that gives me a little more optimism in the playoffs when your half court sets really have to be a one. Like I don't know, what, what do you think? about I think
0: that? that's a good point. I I do find it very interesting though that like there are enough really smart NBA people. Zach Lowe is the first one that comes to mind that wish uh, Luca would push it a bit more. He had an outlet pass tonight off a of steal where he just dropped it in the bucket for Brunson for, a, I think it was Brunson, for a layup in the first quarter, maybe the second quarter. But it was just like, man, you see him do stuff like that. It's like, ah, oh man, I, I do wish they would advance the ball a little faster on the pass.
14: Yeah, um, and I'm pretty resigned to our fate as a fifth seed. Like, the West is just, like, no one's losing. So I'm, I'm pretty resigned to our fate at the fifth seed. So
0: that's all I got. Thanks for joining. Talk soon. All right. Coming up next, we're gonna try with Lyndon. Lyndon, how you feeling? We got the best of both worlds for what Lyndon, I I hope was was um, wanting to see, because Lyndon is not a fan of of a heliocentric ball, and I think we got a nice dose of Luca being nuts, and then uh, someone else bringing us uh, home in the form of Spencer Dinwiddie. Lyndon, is your audio working? Alright, might have to try to bring you up here in a minute. Um Jacob, welcome. What's going on? Man,
15: I'm happy, Kirk. What happy, about you?
0: right. This is great. This is great.
15: <laughs> yes, sir. Well, I actually got a thought or two about the Warriors to start. Uh it's been alluded to in uh already a couple times, but uh and I know people like to clown him sometimes, uh, Mr. Triple Single, but, I mean, there really is something to be said about how much of a glue guy Draymond is. He's and, very important to their
0: team. Like, it's kind yeah. of shocking when they...
15: Right, right. I actually liked what Skin said about him uh, on the um, broadcast. He he referred to him as one of the greatest role players of all time, which I actually kind of like that. It's... Kind of like likening him to uh, Dennis
0: Rodman. Yeah, I, I, you know, he's he's on pace to finish probably higher than a lot of people in modern ball or in terms of like right now we're comfortable with in terms of all time rankings, but he just matters so much for, for what they do. And, and, it's when they're without him, they're just a different team. It, the, you know, I, I don't know if he really would have mattered against Luca per se tonight because Luca tends to whip his ass. But it, it's in in terms of team construction with the ball movement, there's, you know, you're trapping Curry and they're they're not really moving the ball well. But like you trap Curry, he goes to Draymond, different things happen. He's a great exactly. And uh,
15: for and with Clay, uh, they're definitely a different team when he's not shooting it all that well, like he did tonight. Uh, it's probably just because he doesn't have his sea legs under him. You know, this is his first game back, and how long?
0: Yeah, pre uh, All Star break.
15: Right. So with all that being said, I still don't want to see them in, in the playoffs.
0: <laughs> I understand. <laughs> I'm like, I look at all these teams. I'm like, I don't want to play any of y'all. All these teams seem hard.
15: Yeah, and so. Steph is just as scary as ever. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So, he was he was not in it tonight.
15: And uh, so to the winning team, uh, man, this had to be like the Quietest relative, it sounds like an oxymoron, but this was perhaps the quietest 40 piece that Lucas ever dropped.
0: Seemed like it. I mean, we get 19 in the first quarter, but he was really, he scored in so many different ways tonight. It was fun.
15: Yeah, and I, I, there's something to be said about how much of a team win this was. And uh, I'm just really glad of how we responded uh, when, after the refs smoked that call uh, when the ball totally hit the rim. Yeah. And the shot I don't clock know. That might said, have been
0: the that might like shot clock stuff might be scores table. But at, at minimum that should have been a side out for the Mavericks.
15: Right, right. And well that that completely flipped the momentum of the game because uh it's, Moses Moody hit two threes in a row and that it tied it at one oh four. And then the rest was history when you know Luca and Crypto Man took over the rest of the game. So
0: mm, it's great, just a great way to finish. And then you know people are pointing out that the Lakers lost in the chat. One of my friends just posted this most amazing, amazing tweet. It's a shame we'll never truly know what this Lakers team could be because they never gave the Dwight DeAndre front court a chance. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Jacob. You got anything else?
15: Uh, yeah. What what happened to Josh Green at the five minutes, man?
0: He played a little bit with it, but Josh Green was not. I think him as a role man is something the Mavericks need to keep giving time to because learning timing on roles is hard. And the Warriors are so lengthy that he wasn't really able, like he wasn't cutting where Luka could get him the ball. He also missed, like he hit, he was one of four from the floor, right? He had a cool corner three, which was very important, but then he missed three layups. So it's like, eh. You know, if you're not putting up points and you're not – because he didn't really do anything the rest of the game um, until the fourth quarter. He'd like three quarters of kind of meh from Josh Green. So, I bet, But I bet we'll see it at some point. I mean, even kids said tonight he wouldn't – he kind of wants to experiment with Luka at center, like them going real small. So maybe we'll see. That's the weird stuff I'd be in. Yes, yes. The experimental stuff is fun <laughs> this time of year. Yes, sir. Well, that's all
15: I got. Uh, all right. Have a good rest of your night, man
0: thanks you too okay coming up next we're gonna try lyndon again because i i want to hear what my man has to say what's going on buddy is the audio gonna work for you it may not be connecting to your uh to your headset if uh if that's what's going on um okay let's go with logan hey logan logan hit that unmute button tell us what you got okay.
16: Here I am. How are you? I'm okay. Um, I got I got one thing, sort of tactical thing, and then I wanted to talk about trying to be optimistic about the playoffs. But I was gonna say that I think something from the trade people didn't notice is that, or I haven't heard too many people talk about, is that so much KP needed protection from a center, and so you had, I mean, we didn't we closed with KP at the five, but like started games with him and Powell and. That trade allowed us to have Luca, a ball handler, Reggie, and Dodo all on the floor at the same time. And I think that that is a huge. I mean, people notice we're playing smaller, but like that foursome gives you the offense and the defense um, sort of together. And being able to interchange Dinwiddie and, and Brunson or even do the three guards, um, I still think we need a little bit more like offensive punch. But in general, I think getting those four guys on the floor together for the largest chunks of the game, rather than having just that clunky, gummed up Dwight and KP thing. Um, that's like the thing, a, a big part of it, I
0: think. Yes. I mean, the 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 flow and the pace right now is delightful.
16: Yeah. Um, And then I'm seeing, I mean, I think we need to improve center, and that's kind of a rabbit hole to talk about the offseason, but I really don't think... I'm not down to like move heaven and earth to get some kind of traditional guy. I don't think, I mean, maybe I'm too much of a sucker for small ball. And like when I play two K I'm like full warriors mode, small ball. Um, and maybe it has drawbacks, like I could get out rebounded by like 30, but I, I do think that's kind of where Nico or kid or someone is sort of putting the impetus. And, um, I don't know. Like I think a Rashawn Holmes would be interesting. Like I I I think uh it seems like the Kings are kind of done with him, and but that's a whole other conversation. I just, you know, some kind of mobile guy like that. I mean, they they like to bring the bigs out and make them do a lot of stuff. So mm-hmm. um but I the only the optimistic playoff aspect that I was gonna ask about was as good as a lot of these teams are, let's say the Jazz or the Grizzlies. I think the Clippers last year with Kawhi and PG and Tai Lu were better than the Jazz. And it gives me, that's like where most of my optimism is, is I'm just like, I don't think these teams are necessarily better than that team with Kawhi. I mean, Kawhi was like classic God mode Kawhi. So I don't know if you agree with that. Some people have disagreed with me and been like, no, Utah better than that team. But I was like, they beat Utah. the last I don't know, just that's kind of where a lot of my optimism is that, um, that you, you can't really make those comparisons, and it's year to year, but it does give me a lot of hope that we push them to the edge of, of themselves,
0: you know? Sure, sure. As far as your Holmes comment, because the chat is, like, very curious about, um, like, why people are interested... A Luca Holmes pick and roll would be hilarious because Holmes has this six foot push shot, which looks like this old man YMCA nonsense. And it will it be works. open so much that it's push shot open open. all the time, yeah.
16: always be open. Yeah, the
0: which and so the then the cascading point off the push shot would mean Luca would get to the rim easier because they would eventually have to guard the push shot. Um, however, the one thing to note is that Holmes is actually pretty p- piss poor on defense now. The argument could be made that so was the entire Dallas <laughs> average team before. Well, Jesus I was He's also going to say. I'm I believe in getting guys out of
16: the out of Sacramento about as much as we saw getting guys out of Washington. Like I I don't know. I think that place is kind of a island of misfit toys that you can yeah. you can draw some effort out of cuz I've seen him be good on defense before. He's just not he's not a great rim protector, but I guess that's what I'm saying is he's mobile and like I think that's what we're doing. Like I I, I people are going to be upset about rim protection and I mean I would love to have the, the best of all worlds. Like Bam Adebayo is the perfect the perfect ideal. But um, in general, I, I just don't necessarily know if I want to have some big blocky guy out there that, uh, well, I mean, people have talked about Mitch Robinson and it's just like, he did really good against the Mavericks, but I've seen that guy have, I mean, they've taken him off the floor. Like he just sometimes isn't hanging. So Yeah. Oh, I get it.
0: Well, thank you. Jordan. Er, Logan, you got anything else? No, no,
16: that's all. Oh, I was going to ask what you thought about that, that Clippers aspect.
0: I mean, I get it. I'm still so like sh- these last two playoff series have shook me, so I don't really have a great judgment. Yeah. Like everything freaks me out at this point. Like I'm very happy that they're winning, but I'm just like I'm kind of you know like like a, I need a I need a, a basketball version of a thunder shirt to like hold me in my anxiety. <laughs> you know. Like, yeah. No,
16: no, I get it because it's also like the most fun to me. This last like cup whatever they're the most fun right now to me. They've been since Lucas got there. Like just the flowing the like you said earlier. You're not worried about how people are feeling. You're just mm-hmm. worried about if they're going to win the game. And like mm-hmm. that can, I think, maybe give you a little too much hope if you run into a team that's just straight more talented and you're like, Oh, we have great vibes. Like this, stuff, like it's not all going to work out, but I, I will take it over, over just how stressful the other stuff was.
0: So I hear you. All right. We're going talk soon. Thanks. All right. Once more with feeling. We'll see if it'll allow. <laughs> There we go. See, sometimes just exiting and entering will sometimes fix the audio issues. I'm sorry.
17: Yeah, you know I'm happy about the ball movement. I'm very, very happy. Even though it's still Luka Ball, I just like that it's just... I feel like everyone knows what I'm saying. Sure? It's
0: different. Well, I mean, look at the, it's look different. at the, the assist totals for the game. 29 assists to 49 made or 45 made, made baskets. I mean, the ball popped and they had Luka off ball in the final two minutes of the game.
17: That's, cr- I was loving it. Only thing were you concerned that Jalen Brunson was on the bench. Jason Kidd had some, had some, some stones tonight, but Jalen Brunson was in the bench in the closing five minutes or so, six minutes?
0: I would say short-term, no. Long-term, I'm curious, because Brunson just didn't have it. He missed two shots and had a bad turnover. And, you know, you hate to see a guy get pulled for making mistakes, but you also don't want to lose a game because you have too much faith in a guy. So it's a little bit of one, a little bit of the other. I, I think that he will get another opportunity. There are games against certain – and certain teams where Brunson just feasts. But the Warriors are kind of like the Clippers with all their lengths, and they're just going to – Yeah.
17: Mm-hmm. Yeah, the first thing I, I – actually, before I even came over here, I was in the Warriors um one with Sam and Andy because I was concerned about what I saw, man. Dwight Powell looked like prime like <laughs> Will Chamberlain on the glass – I was like, this is bad. This is very bad what the Warriors are doing.
0: Yeah, it's alarming.
17: And and I I really enjoyed that like Luca was able to kind of take his foot off the gas and kind of let Spencer do what he did. But I loved, loved that Dorian he got the ball and he didn't look he didn't even look in Luca's direction. He attacked the rim because it's Steph down there. Right. After the switch, it's Steph down there. Go kill him. I just ah, – the team, they're thinking, they're, they're just – I really like what I saw tonight despite being very concerned about the opponent and where their head was at. I, I, I've been follow- I've been listening to the Warriors podcast, and uh, Jordan Poole is having issues with Steve Kerr, and Poole is concerned about his contract extension, but Kerr is kind of like killing his minutes, and so he didn't really get to close, and it was just yeah. like
0: – You know who didn't play that before. I – is Juan Toscano Anderson hurt? Because that dude has crushed the Mavericks before. No, he only he's played one minute. He's just
17: buried in the bench. Buried. Could we he's have buried. him?
0: Give me Juan Toscano Anderson immediately. JTA and Luca would be just like, like uh, uh, I need it. It's- it's just,
17: JTA's jump shot is completely gone. Uh- he can't see. Hey, his jump shot, he had that nice year. Listen, a lot of people, and I was saying this on Twitter, a lot of people were fooled by the bubble, but the real fool was when there were no fans in the sure. stands and the whole league was shooting 40%. Uh, uh, those shooting numbers from last year should be X from
0: there. Who's the, the New York Knicks who got first team on B.A.? um sure not oh my don't don't bring his name up julius randall yeah. is such a fraud oh my yeah. god yeah no you're right though because i like the the shooting numbers for everybody just it's ball it's gym it's all of it and that's wild
17: yeah anyway kirk it was just uh, a very good win um uh, i i, I want to keep it as positive as possible i i i just want to say a lot of national media you can tell they're kind of not really watching the maps.
5: Oh yeah, cause it's great.
17: As because as great as Luca's playing, his on the ball defense is not very good. So I don't know. I'm Like yeah, Luca's defense, it's
0: the it's numbers reflect it though. It's pretty wild where they're kind of doing the thing that the te- that the teams That's have done saying. with James Harden, where they're like, you're just gonna be kind of a zone. You're gonna be a one man yeah. zone who hangs. Mm
17: hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Oh well, he's good not work. killing them. Good everything. Yeah, I, but I, I have a feeling, Spencer. Man, if Spencer keep this up, Jalen Brunson is not going to be happy in the playoffs. Yeah,
0: we'll you, know,
17: you, you, know, you saw what they did, though. You yeah. saw what they did. They put Wiggins on Brunson, and then kid was like, "I'm not even going to play around." Because uh, they put Wiggins on Brunson, and Brunson went to the basket, missed the layup, and kid was like, "I'm not even yep. going to play around with this tonight." And I was like, "Oh, kid is
0: getting ruthless." Well, you got to, you got to, because if they. You, you, this team is not good enough to try to position for the playoffs. They just need to win as many games as possible and then let let God sort it out. Mm-hmm. So, yeah.
17: Well, thanks. Who buddy. do you want to play?
0: Who, oh, who do thing, I want to play who you, you, in the playoffs? I specifically want to play Memphis because, as much as I love John Morant as a player, I am. I know just enough Memphis people in my life who are like, I went in on Memphis spaces the other night when I was, when I was a couple of drinks in and all these people yeah. were talking about how he's better than Luca has better vision than Luca is a better player than Luca. John Morant is Icarus is my take. He's going to get too close to the sun at some point, And the way he plays is, is unbelievable and also terrifying. And I also think that in the playoffs, the Mavs slow paced game is going, would put the Grizzlies in prison. And those clowns were all talking, oh, we're, you're really going to miss Porzingis. And it's like, I don't remember a good Porzingis game against Memphis. What the fuck are we talking about? Like, Luka is the one that has destroyed them. John Morant has beaten Luka one time in three years. I don't want to hear it. The only thing is that Porzing- the,
17: the length of the Mavericks, like Porzingis really did a number on Jaron Jackson Jr. and kept the bigs in, in ca- intact. We're a much smaller team now. Yeah. So that could kind of
0: give us some problems. I think so. No, there's definitely – like there's a tactics element, but it's – you know, I don't want to play the the Suns. I don't really want to play Denver because Denver is this – like I think if, if Murray comes back, Not then Denver's they're a true. dark horse finals contender. Why um, Denver's food. It's too quick off that ACL. Denver's food. Denver's the
17: one you should want. They're food. And, I mean and- maybe, but
0: the, like who does – the fact that – like now there's where the Porzingis thing hurts because – you had like the Dallas big men are Dwight Powell, oh Maxi Jokin's <laughs> gonna average seventy
17: points.
0: Right. Game. So that's oh like <laughs> see that's where I'm like I don't really want to play them. So it's like the the answer to I said this earlier to a previous guy was like I don't really want to play anyone in the playoffs because all these teams frighten me for some reason. That, that, <laughs> but that's you know that's kind of what the Clippers do. So all right, London, thanks for coming okay, up. Let's care. talk soon. Mm-hmm. All right, coming up next, uh, let's go to Sean. Sean's been waiting a while. Hey, buddy, what's going on?
3: Uh, Not much, man. I I just want to, you know, I just want to bring a couple of points here. Uh, One is is basically, you know, uh, it's are we worse, are we better, the whole scenario there. And I just want to say, you know, Porzingis, he made us a lot, like a a lot better defensive team. You know, the whole under, (laughs) under 100, you know, Thing goes into playing, like when he's on the floor, of course, like, yeah, uh, that's, that team's not going to be able to get to the rim, they're not going to be able to score 100 points, but we're not going to be able to score 100 points too, and and what I do think is, I, I do think that we are a better clutch team now, like we, we get it done in the fourth quarter, when Dimwitty has a ball in his hands, just like Porzingis, the offensive does not know what to do, they are completely... <laughs> They're completely confused. They they uh they're 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 trying to guard Dinwiddie, but they're looking at Luca the entire time. Um, you know, there's even like a help defender even guarding Luca when whenever Luca doesn't even have the ball. It's crazy. Um, you know, give. I mean, what 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 are your thoughts on that? I
0: the defensive numbers kind of don't. It's odd. We have enough sample now without KP because KP missed a ton of time. Like the, the, the defensive stuff with KP, I think they maybe not, might not have like peak apex type stuff with KP no longer on the team defensively, but the, the system that they're playing is so effective right now with the kind of players they have. The, the role aspect of what you're talking about on offense and on clutch is extremely important. Um, that, you know, I just saw this on my Twitter timeline where it's basically someone saying like, like, Dinwiddie has had a bigger impact in like five games than KP has in, in you know the better part of the last year and a half. <laughs> um, and it's not like it, it seems a little mean, and I, it's not like against KP, but it's just he's KP is not a guy who can get his own shot like Luca or someone had to serve him. Anytime he tried to do anything on his own, he just wasn't that effective because his, he's limited in his movement. So yeah, no. I don't know. I'm 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 still, I've I initially taken the position of, I think this makes the team worse in the short term, but potentially better in the long term. Absolutely. And what's, but what's surprising is they're winning just as much as they were with KP. So I don't know what to do with all this.
3: Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I definitely think we don't get these, uh, you know, a couple of these last wins with KP on our team. Honestly, that's yeah. not. <laughs> it's not even a question but um okay so yeah yeah with that yeah my exact same thoughts um except for the you know worse in the long uh long term i think our long term uh ceiling is actually higher now um just because we could go in the draft because uh, you know i'm thinking long term i just want to look at the draft real quick i think our i think a lot of people would say that you know okay wait maybe we would get a center in draft but the thing is that nah uh, you can't yeah yeah, centers take too long to
0: develop. The Mavericks are on a three.
3: Yeah, I'd say if it it depends though. If we if you know Mark Williams, you know falls to where we're going to be at, then yeah, maybe we do take a center, maybe maybe it does work out. But I, I think they're going to be smart, and a lot of people have, um, you know, kind of like a like a point guards on board that can you know play basketball, they can create shots that that they think we're going to get, and those people are are going to be there in the draft, and uh, I think that honestly. Kind of makes sense in the mock drafts, but I'm not really sure at that oh, point.
0: Oh, there's still such a long time with that because, do you know, let's say the, the Mavericks will finish in the like where they would have like between an 18 and a 22 kind of draft pick. So much stuff could happen between now and then. Like, I'm like, I'm watching some college highlights on my computer right now just because all the college tournaments going on. Like, there's gonna, you know, the one thing to remember when we talk about the draft stuff is don't listen to the Mavericks who say anything about the fact of, well, I don't know if we can get a good guy late <laughs> bullshit. You just need to scout and actually try. Absolutely. other teams. It. <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah. So. Uh, that being said, I, I, do, I do want to take a look at some of the, uh, you know, kind of our newer members on the team. No one's really said much about this Moses dry guy, which, um, you know, looking at me, it looks kind of like a, like, a, like, a honestly, very, very poor man's Luca or like kind of like a Maxi Kleber. I honestly like the way he's played, dude. I've seen all of his tape from from all of his G League, all of his college. I've seen a lot of his uh, even some of his NBA plays, like not that bad, honestly. And I honestly think that like uh if maybe like if we traded someone, he'll probably be, you know, getting some good minutes on his team. He's really not a bad player. Strikes me as more of
0: a summer league prospect to see what they have heading into next year because he's a two-way guy. I've not looked into him at all in the moment. Anyone in my timeline is like, why isn't he playing? That's when I want to <laughs> take that person from my timeline and throw that person directly into space. He is not playing because the Mavericks are a playoff
3: team. That's why. Yeah.
0: Two-way guys don't play now. Sorry.
3: Yeah. I mean, honestly, like, that was just one more Mavs Twitter take. I love Hopefully it. will get some, you
0: know. Oh, no, I love it. I don't <laughs> care. Like, it's it's like we don't get any saying this. I'm just glad they use the second two-way spot because it's like you see this in football right now where, like, guys on, like, practice squads are getting signed to certain kinds of contracts because you just don't know what somebody can become. And that's what always has frustrated me about the Mavericks going back to pretty much every draft oh, really? after <laughs> after like Devin Harris, maybe where it's, it's like, what if, just what right. if you gave a shit about the
3: draft? Yeah, half so. of yeah, half of our two ways are starting or uh, playing like sixth man on other teams. So yeah. <laughs> all but, right. Well
0: thank you, Sean. You got anything oh, else? No,
3: no, that that'll be all man. Thank you so much all for right. having me on. Appreciate of course. it. Oh yeah, I try to get
0: to, I try to get to everybody on nights where I don't have anything I got to do. Um, John, welcome back. John has like a headshot for a, for a profile photo. Hit that unmute button if you're uh, if you're able to talk here. All right, try to, if you want or if you want to try to come up again. Jack, welcome.
7: Hey Kirk, uh, thanks for. Staying up with us since you got to get up uh, early. I know. I
0: know we all. Uh, yeah, I I never sleep anyways. Like, uh, I'm yeah. a, I'm a, a five year old and he slept through the night like I don't know like 25 times in six in five years. So it's, it's, yeah, just- yeah. Well, we all get to
7: we all appreciate getting to spout off takes like the maps will make the finals. <laughs> so it really makes a lot. of <laughs> Um, I uh I just wanted to uh address first. I wanted to talk about how I'm there's kind of a general feeling like the last couple of days that Dinwiddie has you know Dinwiddie has played really well and so I'm getting starting to get the kind of a feeling that um Mavs fans are souring on Jalen Brunson a little um maybe souring is the wrong word but just you know there's a lot of there's a lot more talk of like Jalen Brunson might be yeah. a little bit more expendable than we thought um and I really am not like for I mean first of all like he had the bad stretch in the fourth quarter, but I mean, he had a good game tonight. Like he was, he was efficient with his shots. Like you know, and like you uh, always say, he he struggles against teams with more size. Like I thought, you know, he he did pretty well today against uh, a, a long Golden State team. So,
0: I, I mean, he took of- two corner threes. He hit them both. The 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 sort of things that that where we get short sighted are when we overthink it. And It's like sometimes you just want to win the game and get out. Like that was why I was teasing somebody on my timeline who's like, "Why, is, if Bertans keeps thinking we need to put in uh, the the two the two way guy." And it's like, what what are we what are we doing? Yeah, we get-
7: <laughs> yeah, and I and I mean, look and di- look, Spence Dinwiddie has been great. Like I am loving the Dinwiddie experience as much as anyone right now, but. <laughs> He's been shooting like better than he has it's kinda like, it feels of a little players.
0: unsustainable. The three so, point shooting feels real unsustainable. Yeah. So yeah, I mean
7: look, Spencer is great, but I just think Jalen Jalen will still have a big role to play and we shouldn't uh I don't think anyone is throwing him away just yet, but I just wanted to uh get out in front of that and say, you know, I I still think I think where I think Jalen is in, like, a little bit of a valley of, like, our perceived valley, value of him right now. And uh, I just wanted to uh, yes. show him a little bit of love in, uh, at here. The only other thing that I had was um, I wanted to give Dorian some love because I thought, I mean, I think it was you that, that tweeted this out, how far he's come as a three-point shooter. Um, it really is unbelievable. Like, the guy, he's even kind of, like, hitting threes off movement, like, a little bit of movement. Uh, here and there, Um, and even like, and obviously the defense is great, but, you know, even like the last, uh, his last bucket of the game where he like catches in the corner and just puts it right on the deck and takes it to the rim, like he's shown more confidence passing the ball, you know, like being able to drive and then like make a quick read, like either to someone who's uh, near the rim or someone on the three-point line. I think, he, A lot of what he does goes understated, and I think, I mean, I am so thankful that we signed him. I think we're going to look back in three years at the contract that we signed to him to uh, a couple weeks ago, and we are going to be like, that was a bar- an absolute bargain. I, well, I love that it,
0: guy. It's funny, I, I, I was debating with a friend of mine who understands this stuff better than I do and is a basketball writer about like contract things. And he basically said, you know, the thing about Dorian Finney Smith that you have to understand is that if the Mavericks have any better players slotted between him and Luca on the depth chart, like if Dorian's not the fifth best player, or if if he's the seventh best player or, you know, something like that, if if that logic makes sense, then Mm -hmm. everything Dorian does looks so much better. But instead, the Mavericks have needed him for the past several years to perform better than he can. So, right. with what's happening with Dinwiddie, you know, it gives you that sort of feeling that okay, maybe these guys know what they're doing to to a degree in terms of team building. If they're right. they, they've realized that they need Luca shooters and athletic bigs, and and we'll see what what they can do. Yeah, absolutely. I'm uh I'm excited to see and, look, and I mean look, he's the kind of guy
7: where you'll ne- like I will never bet against him uh improving even more than I mean if he's gotten this far, there's no reason to say he can't uh he can't keep adding things to his game. So I'm really looking forward to it, looking forward to what this team can do. So yep. thanks, Kirk.
0: All right, Jack, talk soon. All right, coming up next, let's go with my guy Brandon. Been waiting a long time.
18: Hey, sorry it's been so long. Elden Ring came out last I mean, week. You just, so like, you just
0: like pain. You're, like, you're a Mavs fan. Yeah. You like hard video games. Like, I don't even touch <laughs> Yeah, I,
18: I'm a masochist. Um, so I would like to take a small victory lap for, I guess, most reasonable Mavs fans. and Because in the offseason, uh, with Donnie's comments and kids' comments about uh, – they, they came off really – Poorly, I would say about kid or about not kid, but uh, Luca needing to share the ball more, get his teammates more involved.
0: I, the paints, he's Picasso.
18: I think they were trying to communicate basically that his usage rate needed needed to come down, which is true. But again, I mean, just painting it as "Hey, Luca needs to do a better job of willing his teammates to be better" was obviously the. <laughs> the, the <laughs> Uh, that
0: was it you're right you're right
18: and it turns out like the almost again i don't think it was much of an argument i think most sensible people understood what needed to happen but the almost chicken and egg argument of well does luca need to give up the ball more so these guys can play better or do we need to get better players so luca will give up the ball more turns out the correct answer was get better fucking players every time Mark Cuban, just do that every time. Congrats to Nico for actually doing that for the first time in this team in like at least 10 years. Oh, I love it. That's,
0: you know, the it's – who would have thought? <laughs> better players make some better basketball. Uh, who, exactly. Who knew? And
18: to kind of build off the of Jalen Brunson question, the answer is yes. You pay him. You keep him. He is a better basketball player. Yes, he had a rough night towards the end. One thing that I think is going a little I don't want to say unnoticed, you guys actually wrote about it. But one way that he will beat length, and he he needs to keep doing it, is by shooting those threes. He's obviously been really hesitant to do it, but by moving around, shooting those threes, getting those catch and shoots, and then hopefully, you know, developing that off the dribble game for uh for those threes I mean that's how all the smaller guards do it that's how Trey that's how Damian Lillard does it they all get their threes off before the length gets there yep. so I think I think there's no reason to believe that he can't work and develop that and fit in and live up to the contract so no a- absolutely you pay him and uh basically your flexibility isn't for next off or this offseason but it'd be after 2023 and that's when we can potentially make a move for Whatever, but at least have a decent team of good players instead of just cap space. Yep. Well thanks, Brandon. Absolutely yeah, that's all I that's all I wanted to say. Just get that
0: off my chest. Good. Go go back to beating your head against the wall in Elden Ring. Oh, I'll love it. All right. Talk (laughs) later. Have a good one. Good morning to my buddy Scott. How are we doing? Hit that unmute button.
19: Hey. Hey, what's up, Kirk? Good win. It was a great
0: win. Was that was that nice to wake up to?
19: Man, it was it was it was really good. I had a meeting, but then I was able to watch it a little delayed. And uh, nice. I can I can tell how much time is left in the game, so I can kind of sell sometimes how it's going. So <laughs> it was it was it was good. <laughs> oh man, but I just wanted to come in and say, you know, congrats to Spencer Dinwiddie on winning on getting the 1.5 million dollar bonus for playing his 50th game. And uh, you know that makes uh, his—I don't want to get into the minutia—but it makes his contract actually seem 1.5 million more expensive next year. But man, it was worth it. And uh, if he hits 50 games next year, then that full—that last year will fully guarantee. But hey, that's a positive. That's a positive value contract right now in my book, man. Like him for 18, 19, 20 million. If he's healthy, because he just bet on himself, man. That was the second largest bonus in NBA history after 2015 Andrew Bogut's All-NBA. Uh, 1.9 million dollar bonus so is uh it's it's great man i hope he earns the bonus next year for us hope he's nick van excel in the playoffs and uh you know i just feel a lot more confident with him face you know driving towards the rim than i ever 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 felt with chris Stapps porzingis with his back to the rim sure
0: love it well
19: so, thank you buddy uh Appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me on. Just wanted to shout out Spencer's, uh, you know, big payday and then uh, uh, looking forward to the the next games to come. All these home games are going to be good.
0: It's good stuff. It's good. And they're great start times right, for us old people. All right. Talk <laughs> soon. See you, man. Bye. All right. Coming up next is my buddy Ruben. Uh, Ruben, is your Apple music turned off this time?
14: Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> okay? Don't worry, <laughs> No, I was literally, uh, I watched a Laker game at this little pub or whatever in Uptown or whatever in Dallas. And I was like, okay, let me see. And then uh, you called me up and then my Apple Music just took over the the green (laughs) app. So make sure you close your Apple Music before you start greening up anybody. Um, But no, um, I didn't get a chance to watch uh, this game, only highlights. But a quick question, did you get to watch uh, Dodo's post-game interview
0: I did not. I usually roll straight into this stuff and I don't consume the post-game content till after we all uh, log off here.
14: Okay, so get this, so uh they I guess uh I forgot who asked them the question. Um they asked him about the the lineup with Dimwitty, Luka, and Brunson in the lineup and he kind of didn't want to let it out the bag, but he was like, "Well, the team calls that lineup the blender." I was like, "Oh I like shit." That. It, it, it kind of is the blender, and I was watching the highlights tonight. Um, and I think Brandon kind of mentioned it, um, where it's like, uh, it's like it's a big circle. So I think I saw a highlight where I think Dinwiddie had the ball. No, Brunson had the ball. He gave it up to Dinwiddie, and Brunson kept rolling to the corner. And Dinwiddie drove and tossed it to him in the corner and He hit a three. And it's kind of like, and I saw that, I was like, oh my God, I wish the playoffs started tomorrow because I want to see this squad play anybody in the playoffs. Because usually, and I think that's how Brunson was getting taken out by the length, um, because it was only him and Luka. I mean, we want him to do more, and then the length shuts him down. But with with that extra ball handler, Luka still has the attention without the ball, Oh, the yeah. extra ball handler can drive, or and and JB can keep rolling, or just you you see why everybody's moving. Just okay, JB's going to the corner, Dodo scooting over, whoever else is on on the uh, it, it, he just keeps rolling. Um, either we're gonna get an open drive look, or you know Spence can toss it to Luca, and then that's an open drive look. But I think it's gonna be a new Brunson in, in the playoffs with this blender, this three-headed, I guess you want to call it a three-headed monster, but Dodo said, yeah, um, well, the team, we call them the blender when those three guys on the floor together. So I just thought that was – it kind of – it makes sense why they do because it's just a big circle. They can just keep – oh, it's your turn? Okay, stay in the corner. Oh, keep rolling. Oh, I got it. Let's finish at the goal. And it just kind of made sense to me when he said that too. Yeah, yeah and there's – with the Warriors World Twitter account just
0: shared – Um, I don't want to say it's not all those guys, but it's most of those guys. And and like Dwight Powell is the one is the one big and just the, the, the way the Mavericks are are moving the ball right now, um, and have been the, the, the past few games, um, is really, it's just really special. Uh, and, and it's making them really hard to guard. And then that sort of stuff, like you said, is just going to matter in the playoffs.
14: Right. And uh, I definitely wanted to comment on the Laker game, but I, I was like, sorry about that. But no, I was uh, it was hilarious. I guess where I'm at, you expect it'll be Dallas fans in a in a pub in Dallas. But I was I felt like I was celebrating by myself. The Lakers getting, you know, shellacked by <laughs> by Luca and the Mavs. I was like, bro, is nobody else happy but me? But uh, <laughs> I was in there celebrating, but I wish I could have caught this game. Um I just look, I just kept looking at my phone uh and you know they tied it so I was like oh just a typical Maverick game hopefully they can uh you know pull away uh you know here in the fourth but I guess they did and you know just watching the highlights I was like dang it like just is Spencer that I, I'm like that is that all it took was that third like a third ball handler or like creator to Just unlock all of this, like. I mean, not to be an asshole.
0: The answer is yeah.
14: Having more people who can do more things
0: is better. And the Mavericks are just like, you know what? We're gonna stick with guys who do one thing, and then Luca. And it's just, you know, you don't want anybody. You know, it's like like one of the thing. And we're an hour and a half into this, so I feel comfortable saying this. One of the things people love to yell at me about is like my DeMar DeRozan take, where I I said two things about DeMar DeRozan. First, I said he was actively bad, which up until this year, this is the best like he's one of the five oldest players to have his best season ever at this at as the age that he is. That's neither here nor there. What I said was that Alex Caruso was a better fit for the Mavericks than DeRozan. I still hold to that because you couldn't have Luca and DeRozan doing this. You have to have a hierarchy in a in a team. That was that was the damn problem with Porzingis. And now it's all sorted itself out to a degree. And I think Luca, as he sees Dimwoody get more comfortable with his role, is also going to be more comfortable ceding uh the occasional possession to him in a big moment like he was tonight because he's earned it. Porzingis didn't earn it. He just wanted it all the time and never really. And, and you know, it was unfortunate because of his injury. But the way, you know, basketball is played by ball handlers. The best players all can dribble.
14: Yeah, definitely. I, I, I totally understand everything you say. And I feel like Dinwiddie is more of a point guard than DeRozan is. And Caruso, at, you know, to, to finish your point, I feel like Caruso is a better um, – Oh no! I uh, just—I've never known DeRozan to make plays happen for other players. I guess I'll say it like that. I mean, I love
0: like he's having such a fun season. It's just—I don't think you could like when I say that like I don't think they could play together. I don't think it would have the results that either that these two guys have had independently this year.
14: Right, right, and and I totally get that. But yeah, more the blender for me. Um, and on a couple takes about the center. Um, I don't know. Like, hey. I feel like Dwight, I mean, I guess we got to deal with, you know, the beginning of the season, Dwight. There's a couple of different stages to him in the season, but I don't know. I, I don't feel like, you know, we need to just, you know, trade all our first round picks for, you know, the best center in the world. I don't think this team needs that. All we pretty much need, um, you know, resign Brunson. Uh, I think Dan Whitty still has a year or two left on his contract and shit. Let's just ball out with with the guys we got. I feel like our whole I feel like our whole team is almost under contract. Uh, I, you know, I don't think we have to really worry about anybody except for Brunson. But hopefully we can, you know, lock him up. Um, and he's a steal for a second round player that I've ever seen. So and yeah. he just keeps getting better. Um, and again, if he keeps moving, doing the blender things that this this three headed monster is doing. I think the playoffs is going to look, you know, look a little bit different if we can just keep Brunson on the move, almost like a Clay Thompson, um, you know, and let Luca and Dinwiddie find, you know, him or or vice versa. He is a great playmaker. So it's just going to be crazy as soon as we get to the playoffs. And, um, yeah, I just can't wait. I I hope it starts soon. (laughs) But uh, I'm glad I I didn't have the music playing tonight. uh, But thank you so much. Yeah. Thanks for uh, (laughs) waiting so long to talk.
0: Appreciate you, Ruben. Talk soon. Nope. John, I'm sorry. You've been waiting forever too. What's going on? Welcome to the show. Hit that unmute button if you're still awake. John's been down there for a while. This is uh this is quite the list of people that I had to, to bring up tonight. But um all right, John, I hope you try back. I apologize for not getting to you. Leo, what do you got? Take us out. You there, Leo? Well, maybe the audio is not going to work for Leo either, but he unmuted himself. It's okay. All right, team, we're at a firm ninety minutes, about an hour longer than I wanted to go. That's okay. Let's talk soon. We'll be back. Uh, I'll be posting this probably about noon tomorrow. Um, then we got a Saturday game, early game. Looking forward to uh, to that one against the Kings. Everyone have a great night, and we will talk soon.